Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Who messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from November the 14th, 1987, and it is a miracle that we are getting this show out on time, at least I think so, because what happened was, two nights ago, Doc and I tried recording it, and Harper couldn't make it, but Skype died in the middle of the recording, literally there was a Skype outage all around the world. And then Harper tried to dial in, and we couldn't finish the show. So now Doc's sitting here with strep throat Harper, and he couldn't make it. So it's just you and I, and we're going to do this thing tonight. So uh, you don't have strep throat or the flu or any um, type of illness, the herpes or or uh, anything like that that's going to mess with you where you can't do the show tonight, man? Nope. Uh-uh. Okay. All right, just double-checking because, you know, the, the uh, he was – this you know how doc is man he cries bro he's like a broad and oh bro my throat i can't even talk shut the what fuck the up fuck? man up right <laughs> anyway so we're it's tackling probably not no we're off we're, we're we're off tomorrow oh wow how convenient huh must be nice yeah it, fuck, it that, must be yeah nice. he can't even use up one of his fucking days yeah, I mean, he can't. You're right about that. He can't even use up one of his days uh, because it's an off day. But well, he used one of his days today, at least, at least a few hours. Because, uh, like I told you, he drove in to talk to his boss while he had strep throat. Go figure. What a what a what a what a class act. What a dork. <laughs> All right. Let's keep moving, man. Hey, before we get into this thing, I want to give a special shout out to. Our largest patron contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie, Hall of Fame patron, and at K underscore row 86, along with Mike Childry, for their rather large contributions each and every month on Patreon. And um, then I want to say thanks to new patrons, Anthony Rankin, Drew Miller from the Smoky Mountain uh, Facebook group. Drew, thanks for signing up. Anthony, thanks for signing up. And Everett, thanks for signing up. And Everett, welcome to the BTT Hall of Fame wing. We appreciate that. Now, a couple nights ago when Doc and I did this, Hopper, uh, he, he gave out some spotlights. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop that for patrons. It'll be like a lost episode. We only got through half of it, though. So have fun. And Doc was boring the shit out of me because, you know, you're the whole fucking show, man. That's right. It's kind of like that on Wildcat on commentary, isn't it? Like, oh whole... fuck yeah, man! I should get a raise. <laughs> well, let's talk to Luke about that. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, 
get, get, get him on the horn, dog. All right, man. Well, I tell you what, we're not going to waste too much time tonight because it is getting late. Hopper's actually got to get back to work, and um, and it's late. Let's just say it's it's late. So we got to get this thing rolling. So this week's show, as always, and all of our shows are brought to you by our patrons. So if you're not a patron, become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Not only do you get the video versions of this show, you get uh, the world-class shows. Every single thing we do that's not on the free feed is on the Patreon feed. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. For as little as two bucks a month, you get all of that access, and it's a great way to support this show on an ongoing basis with over 150 Patreon-only shows. So, Hopper, this show kicks off. Uh, we are less than two weeks away from Starcade 1987 Chi-Town Heat. Uh, the show opens with Kendall Wyndham versus Larry Zbysko in the arena, and then they cut immediately to the studio. Any thoughts as you saw this week's show open with Wyndham and Zbysko in the arena? Yeah, I didn't know he had Baby Doll with him back then. I was just like you in this era. My knowledge, I don't say knowledge, but memory can be spotty. Because uh, full disclosure, like I said, I, I was, you know, 12 years old. You're starting to... Uh, Sniff around at some things in the world. Yeah, pussy. <laughs> Privateer pussy. Mm. And you know, man, it's just like you kind of start experiencing the world. So I don't know if I was really watching each and every week. But, you know, that said, uh, I did not remember Zabisco and Baby Doll being together. And we're going to talk more about that later in the episode. But it was just something a little bit different. So just something to keep in mind. Um they cut straight from that to a Ron Simmons promo. So I want to go to that right now where uh, and the reason I want to play the short promo from Ron is Ron, Ron addresses something that we'll see later on in the show. So here that is. Well, let's bring in, though, right now, Ron Simmons, talking about great athletes in the world of wrestling. Ron, good to see you back again. I know your career is really taking off. Good to see you, Tony. You know, I'd just like to say everybody's come out here and given their version of what Starcade is going to be like. Well, let me give you mine. It's going to be worse than a major war breaking out in the projects. And believe me, I know I spent part of my life there. And there's two brothers that have been on my trail that seem to have forgotten what it's like. You get up in the morning and have to fight your brother because you both want to wear the same pair of pants to school. That seem to have forgotten what it's like to come home and ask your mother what's for dinner, only to see the tears well up in her eyes and hear her say nothing because of stamps didn't come this month. Well, not me. We're going to find out once and for all, Jive Tones, who's bad. Ron Simmons talking about the Jive Tones, and they're with us here today also. Okay, fans, let's go to the ring for more action. All right, Hopper, I kind of want to wait till later to talk about the Jive Tones, if you know what I mean. But uh, yeah. any thoughts any any thoughts on Ron Simmons right there? Yeah, I thought this sounded like a, a black version of a Dusty Rhodes promo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're talking about Ron? Yeah. Yeah, he does. About, about like all yeah. the struggles he had to go through. I, you're on to something with that. You definitely yeah. are. Yeah, it, it it was uh very much that. Except Dusty doesn't talk about the ghetto, whereas Ron is talking about you know coming out the ghetto and sharing meals with his brothers and all that good stuff. So, but keep in mind what he said about the jive tones. We're gonna talk about that later in the show. Uh, anything else, Hop? Before we keep moving, I figured if you worked out, you would probably look like this. This being Dr. Death in this next match? No, uh, Ron Simmons. 
Oh, well, because Dr. Death is jacked in the next match we're about to cover, too. So, uh, But you're right. Ron was a jacked-up dude. And he was black. <laughs> well, Dr. Death is white in the next match versus Rex King, and he's jacked. So what's his excuse? Nothing. Oh, okay. All right, don't don't talk at Ron Simmons because we got plenty of race talk coming up later in the episode because there's a certain <laughs> tag match. <laughs> uh, Doc and I had a lot of fun with that on the Lost episode that'll be uh, up for uh, Patreon members. All right, we'll keep going. We got Dr. Death Steve Williams who defeats Rex King of Well Done. We kind of talked about it a little bit of that last week. Thoughts on the match, uh, Hopper, if anything? It was a real quick one. Yeah, I forgot how he beat him. Was it the, the football tackle? Just a power slam. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Scooped yeah. him up, ran, hit him with it, and Rex King was out. Uh, it was very quick, I'd say under two minutes um, at that. After Dr. Death wins, he uh, cuts a promo. I wasn't going to play it. He's talking about him and Barry having a wrestling match. He reiterates why, you know, may the best man win at Starcade when him and Barry do battle. He keeps saying they're friends a few times, and that's all it was. It was really nothing, like, too great or spectacular. It was nothing bad, nothing terrible, just meat and potatoes. But it was going to be a face-versus-face match, so I don't know. Um, your thoughts on yeah. it? Nothing. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought, too. And it's just not really anything to, to discuss, yeah. to be honest with you. We go to the Starcade Control Center next when Shivani's in there, uh, Jim Crockett Jr. does give one new update when he says Johnny Weaver will be the keeper of the key for the big cage match with Dusty and Lex Luger. Uh, they then recap the Paul Jones and Mighty Wilbur situation uh, related to what's been going on with them and their feud. Uh, Hopper, thoughts on Johnny Weaver here. I, I was tempted to play it just because it's so bad. I don't say bad. But you know what I mean. Johnny has one of those Dusty Rhodes foreheads. Bruh. Jesus. Do you, th I mean, how many times do you think he hit the, hit the blade to his head? About two or three times a week. <laughs> it's Probably for, for fucking 20 years. It's impressive, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So if you're watching on Patreon, you'll see it in a second. But basically, Johnny Weaver in the Dusty Rhodes and Lex Luger match, Weaver is going to be on the outside, and he's going to have the key to the cage. So, um, you know, he's the, they they they're calling him the keeper of the key in this scenario, and that's that. So, I don't have anything else from it. Hopper did. Uh, did you? No. Uh, did you want to say something though about Mighty Wilbur and his promo right here? Man, it's just it's just so bad. I feel like I got to get to it. I played it when I recorded with Doc because it was so it was so bad that yeah. we kind of were, were laughing at it. So and let Tony, me uh and Tony just sitting there and they hey, okay, thank you. And... <laughs> let me play it. Here it is. Okay, fans, there you have it. The Mighty Wilbur and Paul Jones and his men out to destroy that man in professional wrestling. We are with the Mighty Wilbur on our Starcade Control Center. Wilbur, good to see you. Good to have you with us. Nice, nice being here, Mr. It's Mr. all happened very quickly for you in professional wrestling. You've signed against Ivan Koloff for Starcade. Well, the last three or four years out in here in California, I've been hearing a lot, a lot about these Starcades. Ivan Koloff, you know, you really got on my bad side. And I come Starcade 87... 
I'm going to take care of Ivan Koloff once and for all. As far as that pudding head, Paul Jones, I hope he sticks his face in the ring. That's all I can say. You know, I'm gonna, <laughs> I just hope he gets yeah. head sticks his face in the ring. Okay, the I'm going to put it on him. Shimani's laughing. Mighty Wilbur. Puddinghead, Paul Jones, Puddinhead, right? Paul Jones. Okay, right. fans, who do you think is going to win or lose during Starcade? Next week, we'll talk to a very special man and his predictions about Starcade. We'll see you at that time. Now, Doc said that was so bad, it was almost meant to be bad when we were talking about it. But what, Yeah, that's what, what it think? seems like. <laughs> Doesn't it? It seems, but it's, 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 it's like you couldn't have done that on purpose. It was just so bad. It, it, it's just, man, right. it's, it's so perfectly done to where <laughs> they couldn't have done it on purpose because every week it sounds like this from him. Think about what you're saying. It was done so bad that it was perfectly bad. Yeah. Which is, oh, it, it that. It, it's almost impossible to be that bad on purpose, is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> Did you see Shivani laugh at him when he was yeah. like rapping? Up? <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, he, he's like, that's it, huh? Yeah, 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 bro. I'm done. That's all I got to say about that. And then Shivani's trying to wrap up the segment, and he's laughing. <laughs> like, 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 and Wilbur's trying to. Wilbur's trying to shake his hand as he's wrapping it up. It just was very, very strange. Uh, so we go from that to Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin, who defeat Eric Long and Gary Phelps. Uh, relatively, I don't want to say quick match. You know what I'm saying. Normal enhancement match. Uh, Harper, anything that you had from that? No. Uh... Tell you what, Michael Hayes does a lot of cheating for the quote-unquote baby face in, in this match. Um, was Was pretty much all I had. Then... We go from from that to trying to get to it, but we got a uh, Jimmy Garvin, Precious, and Michael Hayes promo. Uh, when Doc and I were talking about this, we only played Hayes's part because we felt like Garvin Garvin was basically just out there doing his thing, talking about Jim, Ronnie Garvin versus Flair again. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. He's he's still just a, uh, a spokesperson for the fucking company. He's basically a cheerleader, and it's an infomercial for the company. Yeah. Uh, is what we have. But what I will do is, because Michael Hayes has his rap going, uh, let's let's catch the, the second part of the promo where Michael Hayes is uh, going to speak his mind. Here here we go. And I like that. So Starcade is here. It's on top of us. And Michael Hayes, I got another thing to say, and then I'm going to turn the ball to you. And that is we don't care who the world tag team champions are. If it's the Road Warriors, which it probably will be, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, whoever the two of them are going to hold those titles are going to have to deal with gorgeous Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes because that's what we want. Right, Mike? That's right. You know, I've said it many times, but it's going to start on the 25th in New York City as the NWA flies in and takes over. And I said over New York City. And then we will be up all night long again. And when that morning sunrise, that tequila sunrise, it's the horizon in NYC. We hop on that jet plane and Head for Starcade, shot down. The heat is on, baby. I want you to understand. For every winner that walks out of the Chicago Pavilion, there will be a loser walking out. 
People will be losing their careers, possibly. They will lose their titles and million dollars. They will be losing million dollar egos. But I want you to know something. Jimmy Garvin and Michael P.S. Hayes ain't lost nothing yet and gaining a step and a half every time we set out to run. So set this down. Arlen Tolle or be at the Road Warriors. Nobody's beat us yet and ain't nobody gonna do it. All right, fans, let's go back to the ring. Uh, was he quoting any songs there, Harper? Because, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think he was. Yeah, last week he quoted White Snake, so that's why I kind of. Yeah, I don't think he was. I think he was just fucking doing his thing. Yeah, he just had his little rap going. And, uh, uh-huh. he, definitely sound, he definitely sounded better than Jimmy because, well, I mean, Jimmy wasn't bad. It's just he's being a cheerleader. Right. And Garvin and Hayes is actually trying to promote something other than another match. But, you know, any other thoughts on what you had right there? Nah. So we go to Rick Steiner, who defeats Keith Steinborn up next. Harper's still ready for the Varsity Club. Am I right? Yes. All right. Any thoughts on Rick Steiner and Keith Steinborn as uh, Rick Steiner beat the piss out of Keith Steinborn? Yeah. He beat the fuck out this guy. <laughs> Was it Ronnie Garvin-esque or no? Fuck, I don't think anything could be fucking close to what fucking Ronnie Garvin does. Me either. But he beats the uh, fuck out this dude. Yeah, he... With his fucking Hawaiian punch-looking fucking uh, shorts on. You see, Right. That's that 90s fucking f- colorful, flashy... Not yeah. 90, you know what I'm talking about. It, it was late 80s, early 90s that just... You know, people would wear that bullshit. Um, Doc, when Doc and I were talking about it, you see in the very beginning, he like the way he just tossed that motherfucker around the ring. He was yeah. just flinging him. He was he was throwing him like a lawn dart, man. It was like a damn. I don't know how to explain it, man. He just was pitching him. Uh, it, was, it was it was pretty ridiculous, but uh, whatever. All right, Hopper, we got to go to. Uh, you got anything else before we go to the next segment? No. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's go to that. Here it is. I'm not even gonna say anything. Slam of the week. Spam Slam is brought to you by Hormel, makers of spam and other grocery products. World champion Ron Garvin knows how to flatten people with his patented Garvin stomp. And Alan Martin knows how it feels and knows why right now. Ron Garvin is the man wearing the gold belt. Ron Garvin with our spam slam of the week. Spam Slam is brought to you by Hormel, makers of Spam and other grocery products. Okay, Harper. I know you got some thoughts on this. What do you, what do you got? That sounds like something you, you, you do to the toilet after eating fucking Spam. <laughs> when you're taking a dump? You're like, bro, I got to take me a fucking Slam, uh, a Spam Slam. That would be called that would be called as Denim Fritz von Mulkey says on Twitter the elimination chamber. <laughs> you take a shit, you're eliminated. <laughs> so that's your elimination chamber. Uh, it goes to show you who their demographic was ain't what they were shooting for. Bruh, they are promoting spam. Spam. The spam <laughs> spam slam. How do you promote slam, dude? With spam. Uh, so let me ask you a question. Doc and I got into a discussion about this. Have you ever eaten spam? Yeah. All right. So were it's you not bad? 
it's just it's just it's just ham. Well, well, I always thought spam tasted like just a different version of Vienna sausage. Fuck, I eat fucking Vienna sausages. Well, I mean, I used to too. I don't eat them anymore, but I did back in the day. Yeah, and, but when I was but a I kid. Always, yeah, that was like a cheap snack, like a a, uh-huh. me, a meaty cheap snack, uh, is is what I would think. But so I used to always eat like Vienna sausages, and I always thought whenever I did eat spam, like if when I tasted it, I thought it was just like a, it, it was like a Vienna sausage just in a different form. But that was just my opinion. So, do you think they it taste could be like that? No? I think okay. it tastes different, doesn't it? I always felt like they tasted the same, but you know that it could have been the version that um that I was eating. I don't know. I there is a difference. Like spam, spam tastes better than like the fucking shitty the like the fake ones, like okay, the so Walmart what- brand or or a shit like that. That's what I was gonna ask you. So, what brand of spam? <laughs> spam is the best one. I don't, okay, the, like the, the Walmart brand. brand one. Yeah, like the Walmart brand or the uh, it's it's those are more greasier. <laughs> well, wait this this spam says Hormel, so I assume Hormel is the like name brand spam. Right. Jesus Christ. We're talking about name grant name brand spam. Okay. But so don't get the great value con from Walmart. That's some shit. Yeah. Or the one uh armor. Armor is like out of all that kind of that the those products, armor is the Pepsi and uh Hormel is the Coca Cola. The armor one is is all greasy. So what do you think the people in the Smoky Mountains eat? The fucking shit from the Dollar Tree. Fuck. Yeah, the, yeah. The, they don't give a shit. <laughs> All right. So there's your spam slam of the week. Is Ronnie Garvin just did the Garvin stomp on some poor, unsuspecting bastard? So right after that, Dusty comes out. Not gonna play it. And Dusty is promoting the Danger Zone VHS. The Danger Zone VHS. Do you remember this at all, Hopper? Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Okay, so it's on Daily Motion, just so you know. You can actually you can actually watch it there. It's um the whole thing. But uh you can also get it if you wanted to buy the hard copy of it. You can get a VHS of it from Amazon, I did notice. But anyway, uh Jesus. Dusty's out there promoting <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's you can get your VHS. It's on Amazon. So go pick it up while supplies last, Hopper. How come fucking Daily Motion has has some shit that fucking that, that our YouTube deletes? I think YouTube the when it comes to things related to wrestling and stuff that WWE owns, YouTube has some kind of filter or like I guess bot system that picks up WWE stuff quickly. Whereas Daily Motion is kind of like they don't pick it doesn't pick it up as quickly. I, I'm not sure, but that's what I'm finding because there's stuff on Daily Motion that if you try to upload it to YouTube, it, it'll get blocked. Oh. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm not really sure why it, why it's like that, but it certainly is. So, uh, all right, we go then to uh, any other thoughts, Hopper, before we go to Dusty and Nikita. Uh All right, so we go to Dusty and Nikita, and for the first time in a while, uh, well, Hopper, did you have anything from the promo? Uh, did you want to play it or not? It's up to you. 
Well, I just felt like uh, Nikita's out there. How you say Tony? Uh, two TV title Tony Shavani. Yeah. But he's you know he's out there doing his Russian thing. How you say? But I felt like for the first time in a long time, this was a pro Dusty crowd. Like um, the crowd actually was behind Dusty here for the first right. time in a long time. They're actually cheering for him. You know, you don't you don't hear that often. It seems with Dusty. So, uh, any other thoughts from you though? Yeah, they did. And then they make a comment it's like, uh, "Look at these great fans here." Uh, Nikita does at the very beginning. Yeah. Of it, so, which is very different because we had been seeing for a while. Remember, Dusty cut those few promos. I don't know about a month, maybe two months ago now, and the crowd was like basically booing him, and he and he was he wouldn't just ignore it and no sell it. He was talking to him. He acknowledged that they were booing him. You remember that? Yep. He's kind of not doing that here, which is a good thing. All right. So then we go to Ricky Santana, who defeats Bob Emery. <laughs> and then uh, we go to a uh, Ricky Santana promo, which then Ricky Santana is followed by Kevin Sullivan. Uh, any thoughts on that as Kevin Sullivan is a broken record and continues Man. to repeat the same promo over and over? Yeah, it's the same old shit. It was almost like he had a script, Hopper, and he was yeah. repeating the exact same promo every single time he he went out there. It just was the same promo repeatedly over and over. Very, yes. very, 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 just a very weird thing. So uh, did you have any thoughts, though, besides what we just said? No, it, it, it was the same old shit, man. Wasn't it like, it's like they cut and pasted Solomon's promo. It. You see the same one every single week, and you start getting confused because you're like, didn't I hear that last week? Yeah, pretty much. So then we go to Tully and Arn, and we got to talk about this, Harper. All right. Because let me, let, me, let me rewind it on a Patreon video. I want, I want people to see the graphic. We got Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson, the World Tag Team Champions, versus BT Washington and El Negro. Harper, you can't tell me this ain't some racist shit. <laughs> They beat him up, man. It's not Fucking just that. El Negro. El Negro. El Negro. El Black. The Black. It's what it translates. The and Black. Have, and BT Washington. That's nice. Come I on, they, man. I guess you can't think of, like, I don't know, black names. <laughs> it's just so stereotyping. And then the two white guys whooped their ass. <laughs> Come on, bruh. I tell you what, man. Um, Arn and Tully look good. You know, the guys put them over. They win. Obviously, they're going to win. They're going to Starcade, and they're, they're world champions. They'll be facing off against the Road Warriors. So you can expect a, a win from them here. But, uh, Harper, besides the fact that this was some racist bullshit, <laughs> what did you have from this match as uh, El Negro is getting whooped by Tully right now? Well, they had to show the fuck that they get a big guy up. Uh, they did, because don't they... I'm trying to get to it on the Patreon video. They, uh, I believe they hit a double gourd buster, right? On, uh, yeah. On uh, El Negro. Oh, the shoot. Black. Uh, the black. The, the black, um, which is what it translates to. So, yeah, Tully gets the tag on Arn, and then they get him up in the uh, double gourd buster and get the pin, and the uh, World Tag Team Champions win by no surprise. Uh, Harper, any other thoughts before we go to uh, the promo? Let's go. All right. Hey, 
two of the four horsemen, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, World Tag Team Champions. You mentioned you could gourd buster anybody, a big guy, and he did it just like that. JJ, how much does Animal weigh? Animal weighs probably 280 pounds. How much does Hawk weigh? Hawk weighs about 272. Okay, neither one of them. This guy, you just saw the double gourd buster executed by Arn and Tully, the World Tag Team Champions, weigh 350 pounds. Now, if you people think we can't double guard buster one of the world warriors, you're sadly mistaken. Because Sightown E is exactly what it is, the hometown of the road warriors. And we're coming with all the gold, the limousines, all the prestige, all the glory. And when we walk out, we're walking out the same way we walked in. Because big boys, it ain't talk no more. You gotta come prove that you two are the baddest apple in the bushel. On a night, Thanksgiving night, when the finest in our business sits down in that dressing room with their feet up and they're lacing those boots up, pulling up those knee pads, wondering, uh, number one, are they good enough to be associated with Cracker Promotions? Why are they fortunate enough to be in Starcade? Number three, as the butterflies make them nauseous, they go to the bathroom and puke a couple of times, maybe three, wondering what it's like to go out in front of 30 million homes. There's gonna be careers lost. There's gonna be bones broken. The road warriors have got every man that ever lifted a weight in their life, sitting at the edge of their seats, saying, we wanna shut up the horsemen, and these two power lifters are the guys that can do it. You say you came from the streets, you came from the scum, everything you got, you work for it. Well, Mr. Tully Merchant and myself are, are students of our business. We learn from everybody. We learn from Rhodes, we learn from the Road Warriors, Wyndham, Garvin, Rock and Roll. We take a little bit of experience from each of you and we learn from it. And gentlemen, I dare any man to come and take what the horseman got because we worked for it, we earned it, and by God, after Starcade, we'll still be champions. James J. Dillon, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, more right after this time. That is one intense motherfucker, but what do you have, Harper? They've been studying shit, bruh. Fuck the Road Warriors. How much does Animal weigh? Mm-hmm. How much does Hawk weigh? <sighs> Man, <laughs> they they were on it here, man. It, yeah, they're talking about like Arn is just so damn good. Tully was good too, but Arn is good. But Arn made it real. He's talking about how big this was. You know, it's going to be in front of thirty million people. You know, your nerves are so bad you'll be puking from it. He's just, you know, his intensity is just all that. I mean, it's only matched by Ric Flair probably on his program, but not this episode just in general, but just in general all the time. Uh, I don't man. All, I don't know what else you can say, man. If you want to think about talking people into the building to see a fight, just show them Arn Anderson talking about fighting the Road Warriors and Starcade in a couple of weeks right there. And, you know, that, that I don't know about you, but that makes me want to buy a ticket. Yeah. When he says he learned from the, from the fucking best of them. I, yeah. I mean, what, you know, it's just – Perfect. I don't know what else you can say about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Dude, I mean after, you burn. Know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> know what I mean? Know what I mean, Vern? Remember that shit? Yeah. God, that was so stupid. Yeah, that was heat pump, meat pump. 
Kind of like your ex-wife, <laughs> hot, fast, and cheap. <laughs> so here's what I don't know as you're quoting this Ernest P. Worrell commercial from the 80s or whenever it was. Did that, was that shit played everywhere? I, I think it was. I mean, they had a fucking movie. They had a couple of movies. Well, that, that, that shit was so dumb, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, the he died first... of lung cancer. He's dead. Yeah, he's been dead. No shit. Yeah, he died of lung cancer like fucking twenty years ago or something. Fuck, I didn't know that. I feel like yeah. I should know that, but I didn't. Damn. Yeah, they, they, they you're right. They made like too many movies. Like the first one was, I guess, expected, but you know, that's one of them things, man, you just keep going to the goddamn well for stuff. It's like yep. bad wrestling. You keep going to the well for the same shit and it just plays out over time and that was they definitely did that with uh Ernest Goes to Camp and I don't even know what the rest of the names of those damn movies were. Ernest Goes to Jail. And it had uh, one it was uh they didn't have one where something to do with Christmas or something. Probably. That sounds about right. Heat pump schmeat pump. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so dumb. Do not Ernest. remove the label under penalty of law. Remember that one <laughs> with the he removed like a mattress label? Uh, it was that shit was dumb. God, if I'm speaking Greek to the international audience. There was this. Uh, I don't even know his real name. What was his real name? It was uh, it was Ernest something. Okay, that's what I thought. So yeah, look up, look up, look up. Ernest goes to camp, and you'll see the guy we're talking about because that's the, that's the one movie I definitely remember for sure. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we'll keep moving though. We got Ivan Koloff. You just saw it on Patreon. Destroyed. Uh, I'm sorry, Ivan Koloff and the Warlord beat the crap out of Curtis, Curtis Thompson and Max MacGyver who had to be named after the MacGyver TV show, Harper. Max MacGyver. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. Any, thought, any thoughts on that nonsense no. right there? No. All right, well, let's listen to Paul Jones called Mighty Wilbur a fruit drinker. Here it is. Here with Paul Jones of the side. Paul? I want to say something about Mighty Wilbur. I want to apologize to the people for creating and bringing in this monster. He's a gutless monster. He's a fruit picker from California with yeah. no guts. 450 pounds, 6'5". Well, let me tell you something, Wilbur. I made you and I can break you. I brought you in on a pickup and you will leave in that pickup. And here's a man right here that is going to eliminate you. Comrade Jones, have I ever lied to you? No. I guarantee you, I promise you, Paul Jones, that this great picker is going to be back in California with this fruit. I will embarrass him so much, he will never return again. That is his destiny to be out of wrestling, Comrade Jones. You are a man of honor, and whenever he comes, Come out and pat you on top of the head, calling you put dead. This is something that it, it really upset Koloff also. And I am not going to stand for it. He will certainly not pat me on top of the head and call me put the dead. And as far as Paul Jones get these ribs cracked because of big splash of you, Greg Picker from California. You will find out when you go back and you tell this red Bastine what has happened. Then the embarrassment will be back on you, Bastine. You think it is funny? 
big Wilbert, mighty Wilbert, to come out and hurt my friend, my comrade. But I'm going to take a personal pleasure in getting in that ring and embarrassing you, putting you down, like when I come off a top rope with chain. How did that feel? That embarrassed you. You are not going to get the opportunity to give big splash to Cola. I'm going to revenge Paul Jones. I'm going to take it out of your big, ugly body. We'll go to college football scoreboard. Be right back. All right, Hopper. Um, I thought Ivan was real good right there, but um, and Paul Jones was funny. Talk, call him Mighty Wilbur, a fruit drinker. What'd you That's have? nice. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> Doc and I were talking about that. We were like, we were. Um, I think I, you know what he meant. He called him a fruit. I think that's what he. Well, I mean, he's from California, so I mean, he was he was making a joke about obviously like the you know vineyards and picking yeah. grapes, for, but I it just felt like really. I I didn't know, man. I thought he was kind of trying to get a a um a homosexual a joke. On yeah. The, yeah, he was trying to get a homosexual jab on a slick. By calling him a fruit drinker. Maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but that's what I thought. Fucking fruit drinkers. <laughs> now, Ivan Koloff was damn good there, and it goes to show you it's pathetic that he was just discarded once Magnum had his accident and Nikita turned, because Ivan can still cut a promo right there. Yeah. That was, that was pretty damn good. Any other thoughts before we keep going? Nah. All right, so we go then to uh, – I'm not going to play it. We got a J.J. Dillon and Lex Luger promo. Um, basically, they just recap, you know, about the 90 days on the line when it comes to Dusty Rhodes' quote-unquote career. But if, if Dusty were to lose, he would be out for 90 days and he couldn't wrestle anywhere around the world. Uh, I do like that Lex mentions athletic talent wins out. Uh, I thought Lex put over Dusty – but he also puts over himself as the new talent that will uh, take the crown and will retain his title. Harper, what did you have from from this? He just said that he's just, you know, I, I'm better than you. You're good, but I'm better than you, and I'm going to take the title away from you. Uh, well, he's got the title. You mean he's going to retain it? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's and- going to retire poor old Dusty. And the thing that made it good to me was, you know, Lex is talking about athletic talent, you know, winning out. So he's putting himself over as this super athlete. And his promo wasn't bad. I mean, he actually, I thought he did a, a better job. But it's, um, you know, here we are. We're, we're Starcade's upon us. You're not going to get much of new stuff here. It just kind of is what it is at this point. So that was my takeaway. But uh, it was it was all right. It wasn't terrible at all. I mean, I'm not sitting there trying to bury it. I'm, I thought Lex was fine. So we'll uh, we'll keep moving. Lex in the very next match does go up against Tony Suber, and um, oh Lex, yeah, uh, Lex, <laughs> uh, go ahead, go ahead. What you gonna say? I know what you gonna say. Go ahead. He fucking drops him. <laughs> so Doc and I had a had a I don't want to say a lively discussion, but Doc, I can't remember if Doc was trying to blame. Suber or Lex? So I'll ask you, when Lex first goes to pick Suber up to put him in the torture rack, whose fault is it that the guy just drops? I don't know. Did did, did the guy, like, 
get too far back or something? I think when Lex picked him up, it wasn't Lex's fault. And now Lex drops him awkwardly, but that's not Lex's fault. He can't. I mean, what is he supposed to do? He he can't grab the guy by his ankles and fucking yeah. hold him up. This is a big man. So I think when Lex got him up, I think the guy should have like gave Lex his left arm a little bit more and curled his body around to the back of Lex's head so that Lex could have got his Lex could have got his left arm around the guy's head and then put the torture rack on him and leaned over a little bit where he could have controlled him. I thought yeah. it was the guy I thought it was the guy's fault when Lex when the guy fell and he felt awkward too, man. It was on the back of his head. I mean, he's just fucking drops, dude. It's Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> fuck I guess, was, land. I guess he was trying to do the, the same thing uh like what fucking Arn and Tully were doing is like I can get a big guy up. I can get Dusty up. Well remember he he remember that uh episode he put Dusty in the um he yeah. had Dusty in it a couple a couple weeks back? Uh uh-huh. Teddy Long Teddy Long's checking on the guy because I mean he basically fell on the back of his damn head. Uh, I agree. I think I guess he was trying to get a big man up, but I think it was the guy's fault. I'm not blame. I can't blame Lex on this one at all, man. So I don't know. I would fuck. I gotta see it again. Yeah, it's uh, if you do, you'll you'll see. I think I think you'll agree. But all right. So after Lex wins, we do have a Ric Flair promo, and you know how we do it around here. We really don't skip a Ric promo. Here fuck it is. No. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair, will be in the cage. No disqualification and no time limit. You know, Tony Schiavone, you and I have been friends for, what, five, six years? You've come to master this sport from your end. I am the master of this sport from my end. And you know what really irks a lot of people out there? If you know any history about Ric Flair, you know that the difference between me and just about everybody else is I was born with a golden spoon in my mouth. Nobody likes that. They might say Ric Flair's a good guy. It's the old adage that you like to hear somebody's doing pretty good, but you don't want to hear they're doing better than you. You see? And the bottom line is, my whole career, I've always done better than anybody else. Only because of one reason. I was born with a golden spoon. I inherited the ability. I inherited the money. I inherited the God-given best looks in the world today. And with this, I dress myself in Opus Wayne. I dress myself in cashmere. Yeah. I dress myself in $100 pleated slacks. I dress myself in alligator shoes. I wear a $15,000 Rolex. I got Mercedes Benz, Rolls Royce, the biggest house on the biggest hill on the biggest side of town. You know why I got all that? Because I was born with a golden spoon. And that took me to the World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. Starcade 87. Let me make something else very clear to you. Dusty Rhodes, Barry Windham, the Road Warriors, Ric Flair, and this time of free agency, don't think that we're not marketable people. Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, they go to the highest bidder. Now you figure that out, smarty. That means 
If I think I'm the best, then I must be working for the best and making the most. This same applies to Rhodes, the Warriors, Blanchard, Anderson, JJ, Luger. We work for the number one operation. Jim Crockett, the Wrestling Network, Thanksgiving night, Starcade 87. There's nothing else going on. The bottom line is, even these idiots over here know. Aha. Aha. They know that Jim Crockett, the Wrestling Network, is the best thing going. That's why they're here. Yeah. We don't care. We don't care. Chicago, Starcade Night. Garvin, you, my friend, have got to wrestle the man ah, with the golden spoon. All the ability, all the looks. Four times the world champion. Four times limousine, bright lights, big cities, pretty ladies. Five times the world champion. Don't you dare go away. <laughs> All right, Hopper, what you got? I think for the most part, it was kind of like, you know, stuff we've we've heard him say before, talking about his clothes and everything. But it, it's, I love when he says, with, this is the day of free agency. And I'm, and I'm playing here. Saying, you know, this is day of, this is the days of people going to WWE and kind of, and just kind of jumping back and forth or what have you. Yeah, and, that's a good point. And he's 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 and and he's telling you he has chosen the you know the winning team, even though it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, in his mind, you know, he was a Jim Crockett Promotions guy, I guess. Yeah. I know, I, I know what you're getting at, and, and I mean, for in for now, for this moment, th- this this is the winning team to him. Now, he, he's going to get to the point, obviously, in a few years right. where it's like, I can't work for these assholes no more. <laughs> these sons of bitches are, they're crazy, and um, this is not what I want to be doing. So, yeah, now you you, you nailed it. I, I have to agree with you. You're you're right on that. It's just uh, at this point. Um, you know, he, he, this is the winning team to him. So he's going to, he's yeah. going to stick with it for sure. Uh, I, I thought it was funny from the top when he puts over Tony telling him that Tony masters the sport from his end and Rick mastered it from his own end. He did say, you know, he said a mouthful. Um, he said, uh, something like, uh, you like to hear someone is doing a good job, but you don't ever want to hear that they're doing better than you. That's true. <sighs> no shit. Um, and he leans back into he said this before about the whole golden spoon thing. He's like, yeah, I, sure enough, and I'm not gonna run away from it. Yeah, I was born with a golden spoon in my mouth, so go screw yourself. I thought that was all. I thought that was really, really yeah. good. So, any other thoughts, Hopper, on Ric Flair right there? No. Uh, that we then jump from that to the bunkhouse stampede promo. So unlike previous years where. Uh, we kind of they did like the bunkhouse stampede over. They may have done it like this, but there is they may have had multiple ones. But what I'm saying is, in '88, there's going to be a, a bunkhouse stampede, like I guess special, almost like a Starcade like type pay per view type thing. So 
Uh, and that is going to be coming up uh, in the next couple of months. So they, they kind of promote that here. Nelson Royals at the campfire. Uh, Harper, any thoughts on this Bunkhouse Stampede promo? God, bro. It's a mommy of, of those old, uh, <laughs> what's those commercials where they're like, New York City. <laughs> this ain't paste pecani sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Right. This stuff here is made in New York City. New York City. You get the rope. Get the rope. <laughs> <laughs> they were going to hang the dude because of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it kind of does, didn't it? Yeah. Jesus Christ. He's in front of the campfire. I don't know what to think it is. Yeah, anyway. Whatever. Right. Yeah, that's kind of my thought. But, um, and, you know, this bunkhouse stampede that's coming up, just to kind of let you know, um, I wouldn't say it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, and uh, I want to leave that's it at nice. that. We're, we'll cover it because it's part of the history as we go through this, but uh, I won't sit there and tell you it was the greatest thing. All right. Any other thoughts on the bunkhouse stampede, Hopper? No. Nah. Ronnie Garvin is up next. What did you think of that hat he had on? Yeah, with the fuck, the fucking Top Gun hat. <laughs> that fucking jacket looked dirty, huh? <laughs> Let's look at it real quick. I thought he was actually good here. Uh, he was. He, I thought he was about to say for a well, second like he was going to shoot. The collar. He, it is weird, isn't it? I'm looking at it right now. Is that dirt or is it just the? That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, he drives an old pickup truck, Hopper. And he's, you know, he is Ronnie Garvin. Yeah. You know, he doesn't dress clean. I guess I don't know, bro. Top Gun, the hat. How would you describe those old trucker hats? They were fucking everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, I remember they used to sell, sell them like at the gas stations and all, and had, had like dumb shit on them, like born horny or something. Dumb shit, you ain't lying. Yeah, it had the foam. It was a foam front with the brim right. that was like you know cardboard with the cloth over it, and the fucking three fourths of it was that netty <laughs> cheap shit, <laughs> plastic shit. Is the best way to describe it. Um, let's talk about Ronnie here. Uh, what did you have from Ronnie during the promo? I, I, he actually was really good. He's fired up, and I thought for a second he was gonna, you know, he made a gold spoon reference. I thought he was gonna tell Ric Flair to shove that spoon up his ass. Like when he says, "When you're the best, you can dress how, 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 however you want." Talking about Flair, you mean when he said that about Flair or himself? Right. When when uh, Garvin said that, when you're the best, yeah. you can dress how, how, however you want. Right. You don't have to look like a million bucks. You don't have to wear, you know, $5,000 suit. Mm-hmm. You can show up in a jean jacket that's, that some bitch is dirty. Well, See? I don't know if. It's hard to tell if the inside of it's supposed to be brown or gray. Fuck. I don't know, bro. But he is fired up. I will, I will say that. And um, he is dressed down, man. He ain't. He ain't looking special. He ain't got no suit on. That's for damn sure. All right. So we go from Ronnie to Larry Zabisco with Baby Doll versus Ricky Nelson. Hopper, any thoughts on uh, Larry Zabisco defeating Ricky Nelson? No. 
Then we go to a promo. Um, Larry is out there with Baby Doll. And uh, uh, Larry says during this promo, I, I don't want to play it, but remember, Barry is, is now, Barry's still this Western States Heritage Champion, but Barry is fighting for Dr. Death's UWF title at Starcade. So Barry com- Larry comes in, and Larry has his sights set high for starters, uh, but he says he wants to go after the Western States Heritage title. Yeah. Which every week when we talk about this, I swear, how is this still a thing in 88? I mean, I know how it is, but you understand what I mean. Like, what a prestigious title, right? Right. I tell you, dude, Baby Doll had to kind of like fucking walk him through this shit. The promo? Yeah. It was um it did have it was it was a little weird. Um it's it's a quick one actually. I, I can I can play it so that they can hear what you're talking about. So let me let me hit play. Uh because you're right. One of the greatest athletes in the world, and he's with us on World Championship Wrestling, Larry. Hey. I've been wrestling for thirteen glorious years. And everything that I went after I got. And I'm talking about championships, tag team and everything. Well, I'm here in the major league to get the major title. Baby doll here, she's gonna help me. She's got a list of secrets on people like Dusty Rhodes and Flair, Barry Windham, Ron Garvin. I mean, a list longer than the list of Democratic candidates. You won't believe it, baby. But we're gonna start with Barry Windham. Yeah, we've got a plan. We're gonna take the Western States Heritage Championship so the NWA knows that we're serious. Barry Windham, I'm going to give you an opportunity wrestlers don't get. I'm going to give you a chance before Starcade to hand the belt either to myself or to Baby Doll. Because if you don't, you're going to be very embarrassed. In fact, you're not going to be 6'5 when I get done with you. You're going to be real short. And we're going to go after real close attention to Starcade. Ric Flair, Ron Garvin. I don't care which one of you win, but whoever wins, well, Dusty Rhodes, big reputation. If we got to tear it apart, believe me, Baby Dolls knows, no, knows more about you, Rhodes, than your mother does. And now I know it. So whatever we have to do, and if that includes lie, cheat, steal, hospitalize, we're going to do it, and we're going all the way to the top. Larry Zabisco, Baby Doll. You, th- you think he just didn't... What do you... Because he... I don't want to say he was lost, but she was, like, throwing in cliff notes. Yeah, yeah. She's like, don't forget about Dusty. <laughs> Come on. It, it was weird. Like, I mean, he... I mean, I guess he eventually gets his point across, but it wasn't really clear and concise. Yeah. Uh, in a nutshell, though, he... he I took from it that he, he said his you know, sites for starters. Uh, he's going to go after that Western States heritage title. Cause that's the one that Barry currently has, uh, as Barry goes into Starcade versus Dr. Death. So they're already like starting another feud, even though, you know, Starcade hadn't even happened yet. They're kind of like setting things in motion there. So there you go. Uh, Harper, any other thoughts on Zabisco and baby doll right there? No. Eddie Gilbert and Terry Taylor defeat uh, some guys with the last name of Knight and Fox. That's all I have in my notes. Uh, they do a um, uh, the double shot across the top rope uh, was or the hot shot across the top rope, and it looked pretty vicious at the end. The way they uh, the way they beat these uh, th- this guy 
Taylor and Gilbert, that is. Uh, did you have anything from it, Hopper? No. Uh-uh. All right. So let's go. Uh, I do uh, I do kind of want to play the, the promo here from these two. So it's Terry Taylor and Eddie Gilbert, and let's, uh, let's hear what they have to say. Let me get to it. Gentlemen, you know, I, I mentioned that people are going to be nervous during Starcade, but you don't appear to be nervous at all. Everybody else is like this, but we got it made. We got our game plan. Hey, first of all, what sorority is this out here with all these guys? I just want to know. <laughs> Big mouse, okay. Kind of remind me of the key to call up out here. Thank you. I love all you people. You're wonderful. They're not wonderful. <laughs> nothing happened. This is what's happening in the world of professional wrestling. And Nikita Koloff's out here all smiles. I'm glad to be out here. Hey, you ever heard the saying, ignorance is bliss? That's you, Koloff, because I'm going to take the title. I'm going to be the world's champion for as long as I so desire. You know, Tony, used to, when it came Thanksgiving time, I used to, back, back home in Lexington, Tennessee, I used to get ready when all the family come over. We'd eat turkey, we'd have a good time. But this year, it's a little bit different. I'm so excited. Starkey 87, shot town heat, glory bound. See Nikita Kulov, it's a little different now. When you step into the ring one-on-one, head-to-head with Terry Taylor to decide the real, only, world's television champion, Dusty Rhodes is not going to be around to help you. Ronnie Garvin is not going to be around to help you. Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin and Sting sure won't be around because I'm going to eliminate them first at Starcade. But I'm going to be there. I'm going to be the one with the picture and take the first pictures of the new world television champion, Terry Taylor. I'm going to be the one to be there to hug his neck. I'm going to be the one to be there to raise his hand. We're going to be, oh, Tony, I'm so happy. You're going to be there, too. Yeah, and you're going to get to see it, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be great. I'm, I'm really really excited and we're coming right back all right hopper I, I you were laughing there uh what what did you we were both laughing actually what did you have the kind of boys a bunch of sorority sisters <laughs> um oh man <laughs> that was good what else were did, did did were you finding terry taylor mocking nikita funny also yes God damn, you can't see it, but he's he's flexing and imitating them. Uh-huh. And then he Yeah. And then he 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 does imitate and go, Oh, you talk about these nice people in front row. And then he starts like, you know, straining and hitting the double bicep in the back post. <laughs> Ter- Terry Taylor was real good there, uh, not even on a non like promo level with just his visuals. Yeah. Uh, this is good stuff. He so. just he just being the the asshole heel. Which is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it was perfect. So, uh, Marty Howell, shout out to you. You you said never skip an Eddie Gilbert promo. So, well, there you go. I'm, I'm making sure I get him in. And uh, another shout out, Twit Dust. Uh, you say I never shout you out, man. Well, well, let me take the time out now to shout you out and say thank you for being a, one of the longest patrons we've ever had. And you've uh, been with us since the beginning. So, there you go. Dustin, I appreciate it. Thank you uh, for all your patronage. And there's a shout out for you. All right. Want to keep going, Hopper? Got anything yeah. else or no? Uh-uh. Well, we do have to go to Jim Cornette here because we don't skip Cornette promos generally, too. So let's hear what Jimmy's got to say as he's out there with Big Bubba and the Midnight Express. We're back at ringside with the 
Goodness yeah, gracious. Yeah, let me tell you something. The Midnight Express, the Midnight Express are not going to be here today. They're out doing some charity work. As you know, they do that all the time when they got some spare time. They heard about a home for unwed mothers that was fixed to go out of business. So sweet Stan Lane on his own time is fixed to supply them with some more unwed mothers. But I'll tell you where the Midnight Express are going to be this month. November the 25th, Nassau Coliseum, the War Games comes to New York. And Rock and Roll Express, that's our last chance to get a hold of you to get you in the ring before Chi-Town Heat. All right, Hubbard, I feel like I need to stop it because that the the meat of the promo, he's he's actually about to uh, promote Chi-Town Heat and the Nassau Coliseum shows. But the meat of that promo was the beginning when he said Stan was about to make, uh, heard about a home for unwed mothers and he was fixing to, uh, that was fixing to go out of business. So he's supplying them with some more unwed mothers. Yeah, that's fucked up, huh? Jesus Christ. Cornette just said Stan was about to go fuck a bunch of bitches and get them pregnant. And then fucking leave their bitch asses. <laughs> what a class act. What a fucking Jesus Christ, Hopper. Holy the fuck? Shit. What the fuck? And the sad part is it's Stan Lane, so you can believe it. On uh, Unwed. Uh, mothers. You think they had fucking homes like that? Fuck no. I, well, I, I don't, I mean, probably home was the for, 80s, I don't know. Yeah, home for unwed mothers. Yeah, Jesus. Alright, uh, any other thoughts on Corny right there? I just thought that was fucking great. That was spectacular, but uh, I said the Midnight Express with Corny, obviously they weren't there, so my apologies. Yeah. Barry Windham defeats Cougar J in the next match. Uh, following that match with uh, Barry Windham versus Cougar J, uh, Barry cuts a promo and he's talking about Doctor Death and and he mentions uh, he does mention Larry Zabisco, uh, but um, the main thing he's kind of promoting the Starcade match and then Zabisco uh, to get his name out of his mouth. I, I'm not going to play it. There's not really much there. Harper, did you have anything from it? No. All right, so we keep moving. The Sheep Herders are out next, and it's Johnny Ace and Luke Williams. They defeat David Isley and Tommy Angel. Hopper, thoughts or no? Anything? What's Butch's uh, problem? Uh, I don't know. This is the second week in a row, right? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Somebody out there may know and may have a memory of this, and I really don't know what the deal was and why he wasn't there. What the fuck? No, yeah, no, he he was there doing the uh, color commentary. Oh, that's true. Uh, that's true. Well, I mean, why he's not wrestling? Yeah, yeah. So I yeah, not 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 one hundred percent sure at all. Cause I would, cause fuck, I would rather see him than the fucking Johnny Ace. <laughs> Johnny Ace wrestling as a sheep herder is just a weird thing to me. Yeah. Um. Not that him with the skateboard with the dynamic dudes is. Much better, but you know what I mean, right? Yes. Uh, oh. So we keep going. Um, uh, Butch is on commentary, but uh, we keep going. The Sheep Herders, they, they cut a promo uh, after the match, after they win. Uh, I do not have anything from it other than um, they are intense and they are, you know, some badasses as they're out there with their UWF tag titles. Did you have anything from their promo? I think this is the first time... I've seen him lick the head. Whoa. No, no, didn't they lick the face once before? Or no? Did they? I thought so, like, maybe two weeks ago, but... I don't know. 
Can you imagine when they got to the WWF and they started licking babies? Like, yeah, bro. What the fuck? Was... <laughs> Can you imagine the some long... old kid's head. <laughs> they were, they're not kissing babies. They're licking them. Jesus uh, Christ. Uh, <laughs> uh, can you imagine a lawsuit nowadays if you went out there and started licking some kid's head? No. Fuck God. that, man. That's All disgusting. Right. It's it's very disgusting. Because, they were, because, you know, back then they were doing that every night because they were wrestling every fucking night. So God, every so night gross. they were licking a different kid's head. Jesus Christ. Fuck that. Gross. Just gross. All right. So I do want to play this. This um, We got two more promos. One of them is a Rock and Roll Express right here. And I do want to play it because... I, I feel like Ricky Morton got tired of waiting for Gibson to fucking yes. shut the fuck up. He's like, bro, so shut he, the fuck up, bro. Right. So here it is. Let's listen to the Rock and Roll Express. On the scaffold, Thanksgiving night, Ricky and Robert, the Rock and Roll Express. That's right, Tony. Everybody's making predictions about Starcade, Shottown Heat. My guess is going to be Midnight Express. I heard Jim Cornette come here and say, do we have the guts to knock them in 20 feet off the ground? Hey, brother. Brother and I, well, we know it's Jim, Jim Cornette. That's Midnight right, Express. brother. Let's say one thing here, brother. Down, because he don't know what it's all about. He always had money. His mother had money to back him up. But we started the hard way, Jimmy Cornette. I'm talking about survival, baby. We had, a better, had enough money to survive. But when we stepped in that ring, that's when the people come alive, brother. That's what it's all about. You know the Rock and Roll Express. You know this for a long time. We've been through thick and thin, brother. But now we're going to show you, Jimmy Cornette, what it's all about. You go out here and stay behind Big Bubba, talking all you can, brother. Talking big. But show us that you're a man, brother. You get up on that scaffold. Show us how tough you are, Jimmy Cornette. Your Midnight Express is going down. We don't care what it takes. I'm telling you, brother, in the war games, too, we don't know the word. I quit. And we will see you, baby. Woo! Rock and Roll Express. Let's go back to the ring. He got tired. He he did not want to wait for Gibson to wrap up. Fuck no. <laughs> That's probably the most I've ever I've seen Gibson fucking say. Which was only about 30 seconds before Ricky yeah. was like, nah, bro, fuck you. I'm getting my yeah. shit in. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, he jumped in and Ricky cut him off and then they finish, Ricky finishes off the promo. That is a lot for, for Gibson to say. He usually doesn't talk that much. Uh-uh. All right, so we roll from that to the last match on the card, which is the Jive Tones, Shaska Watley and Tiger Conway. We haven't seen Shaska in a while. Well, he is back in the most racist tag team, the Jive Tones. <laughs> they defeat the Menace and Alan Martin. Uh, I'm just having a little fun talking about this. has been a little racist, but uh, the Jive Tones, Harper, what were your thoughts before the promo, just in the match, what were your thoughts on Shaska shucking and jiving and the jive tones? I miss Shasta. I was I glad too. to see him back. Yeah, me too. I think it, when, you know, we make fun of Paul Jones's army, but wouldn't you say he was a fun part of Paul Jones's army? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was He was a fun part. He was the best part. Yeah, he was. I'm a whooper hill, Billy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, he was. He was. He was the best part. But uh, uh, that said, any thoughts on the match? Uh uh-uh. All right. So Shaska and uh Tiger Conway do win. The Jive Tones do win. And with that said, let me uh get ahead, and we will get to this promo from them because what happens is uh, at the end of the match or after after the match, they're out there cutting a promo, and uh, they're gonna give their thoughts on um 
I guess uh, Ron Simmons, because that was the other part. Ron Simmons was talking about them, if you recall, at the very beginning of the show. So let's go to that right now. Here it is. Jive Tones. Superstation Shops. Everybody knows that it's all about Starcade. That's right, wrestling fans. It ain't nothing but Starcade. And that's right, you're looking at the Jive Tones, who will be taking care of business there, too. Now, everybody knows about you, Ron Simmons. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what, buddy. It ain't no touchdowns in there. It's takedowns. And it ain't no football. Any kicking be done, it's when we kick our foot. Luga go whoop Dusty Rhodes in retirement. I know that. I'm going with Luga. And I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch when Rick Flair take the hands of stone and make them in the cut. Everybody knows that when time get down, we going to get down. Look for us. Don't love them. Woo! Angel, see you next week. You know what they sound like? What? When the Saints would go on a winning streak and they got them coming out the Superdome, they're like, what did they about to say? Baby, Saints going all the way, baby. They're going Super Bowl. Yeah, baby. Ah. That's what they sound like. You talking about fans coming out the dome? Yeah. yeah. I kind of might have to give you credit on that one. Yeah. <laughs> it was party. And Shaska's out there kind of halfway dancing and they were just trying to get their stuff in as they went off air. Um, Does this last? Uh, the job tones? Yeah. He, he's going to be around for a little while. <laughs> All right. The job tones. <laughs> Shit. Just the Shucking thought of jiving. it. Uh, I miss Shaska, though, man. I'm glad Shaska's back out there, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, he, cause Shaska, Shaska was good. Shaska can cut a promo. So it's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm glad he, I'm glad he's back. Let me, let me just put it out there like that. Yeah. So, good, that shit felt real, huh? What are you talking about? Last year when he was in the uh, Paul Jones army? Yeah. This just now that, 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 uh, promo. Well, yeah. Cause I mean, they're responding to Ron Simmons. So we got to see what happens, but it definitely sounds real. I mean, yeah. You know, so we'll see. All right, Harper, we got to rate this thing. Cause, uh, that was, that was how they go off air with the jive tones. Uh, I tell you what, uh, I'll, I'll go first on the rating. I, I don't know if this was, this wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Hour and a half. So I already know that kind of knocked you off your rating. Yeah. I mean, I'll go, I'll go B plus. I mean, I, there were some I'm moments gonna, here that, that I, that I, that's enjoyed. what I was going to go with a B plus. All right. So we both got a B plus. It uh, was solid it comes, all the, uh, all the way through. Yeah. I don't think there was, there was much, there weren't like. There wasn't anything bad. I mean, you think about it. We had Cornette cut a good promo talking about, you know, Sweet Stan and the unwed mothers, and he's contributing to that. Jesus Christ. He's going to go yeah. fuck a bunch of broads, get them pregnant, and leave them. That's really that's, nice. That's nice. It's classy. And then Terry Taylor was good during his promo, mocking Nikita, and Rick was good. And, yeah, there was a there was a bunch of – Paul Jones even got a shot in on Mighty Wilbur, calling him a fruit drinker. Arn was great. Uh, which yes. leads to my Rolex. I think I got to give it to Arn with his intensity. Uh, who are you going to give yours to? I'm giving it to fucking Rick, man. Well, it's hard to argue a Ric Flair pro. Yeah. I can just say that. How yeah, he says, fuck, I ain't going anywhere. Fuck y'all. Yeah, that's that's very much true. It's very true. So there you go. We both gave it B pluses. Rick gets Rolex number probably 75 or so. And... And um, Arn gets a uh, Rolex number forty-five or so because Arn yeah. has a bunch as well. 
All right, Hopper, uh, we need to get a couple of things out of here, but uh, get a couple plugs in before we get out of here. First off, make sure you're using the Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon is a great way to support this show on an ongoing basis. Give that link to your wives, girlfriends, side pieces, and hoes in your life and tell them to use it. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. If you still got gift cards from Christmas, please use them. Again, it's a great way to support this show on an ongoing basis. And, uh, you know, give that link to every one of your family. And then remember, to become a patron, go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. A great way to support the show on an ongoing basis uh, and to get extra content. Hopper, I wish we had more time because I'd love to talk to you about the Van Halen uh, thing from MTV in 1984. Yeah. Because that we article. We about that shit. We got to do, maybe we'll do it tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. I, I kind of want Doc there too. Yeah. Because uh, how did you find even the web article? Did you just so, search for oh, it? Oh, someone shared that on, on those million fucking 80 pages I follow. And I was like, man, look at this fucking shit. And then, and then the little fucking article, someone had it as a comment. And I clicked oh. on it. So. So what, what Harper's talking about in 1984, it was MTV, right, Harper, that did the. Yeah, it was called the MTV Lost Weekend. With Van Halen. Right. And so somebody won this Lost Weekend with Van Halen to get the party and go to their go to two of their concerts. And Harper tracked down the, the an interview with the guy who won, who got to dr- drag along his friend. And it's, I don't want to say it's scandalous, but it's as great of a two and a half day period as one can ever imagine at the age of 20 years old. But just think of what, what all that cost. A private plane. We talked about that. You and I. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like not even counting the Van Halen part. They had secondary prizes. Right. Cause, cause he got a motorcycle. He got a fucking he got a- motorcycle. He got a motorcycle. He got a uh, a camcorder, which back then. Yeah, I mean, how much was he right? That's a fifteen hundred dollar gift, probably. And a portable, a fucking VCR, whatever the fuck that means, who makes it portable? And then he got a. uh, Didn't he get like a thousand in cash? Yeah, he got thousand in cash, and they each got a. Atari fifty two hundred and. Yeah, I forgot about that too. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of hard to find how much that was in 84 because that was the last year for that. That's when they had the video game crash. But that shit was expensive though when it came yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it came out in 82 and, and it was basically $300. Right. But, but, but by 1984, that was the last year of it. It could have been on, you know, clearance with, with a trying yeah. to kick, yeah. kick him out the door. Yeah, that's true. Cause cause the video game industry did crash. So we're going to have to talk about this, though, because so Harper tracked this down. It's a, it's the Van Halen uh, weekend getaway from that MTV did 1984. And Harper found the video of it and we watched it. It's like a one a minute and a half. And then Harper found the guy who won it in an interview he did. And it's just uh, it's amazing. And this guy was 20. He was 20 years old, right? Yeah. Yeah. This guy was 20 years old, and he partied for two days with Van Halen, and 
amongst other scandalous activities. But it it it, it may end up being a patron episode in itself. I, I sent the article to Doc, but he hasn't told me he read it yet because you know he's got sand in his vagina, so he can't really do much while he's uh in that state with sand in his vagina. But you know, you know the drill. All right, Harper, we're we'll get ready to get out of here. Um. I won't even ask you about Wildcat because we still got a few more weeks away, so we can plug that next week. But uh, if you haven't already done so, also don't forget to check out our T-shirt store, whether it's on Tee Public or Pro Wrestling Tees. Go buy Harper's T-shirt. Go buy a bunch of the T-shirts. We got a bunch of them out there. Uh, $19.99 and the Pro Wrestling Tees store. I, I think Pro Wrestling Tees does good work on their T-shirts. The T-shirts are quality, so there you go. Also, uh, everyone out there that was due a T-shirt, I believe I've got them all shipped off, so you should. Uh, be getting it soon. If you haven't gotten it a week from hearing this, it's probably uh, you probably need to contact me. But I think everyone uh, either has gotten their shirt or shirt has shipped, and you should be getting it either on or before this episode airs. So, but that's gonna wrap things up for the what is this? November the fourteenth, nineteen eighty-seven. Again, we got we got one more week before Starcade, and then we'll do uh, Starcade as a two-parter. I had a couple, bunch of people ask me about Starcade. They're like, how are you going to cover it? Are you going to do something special? No, we'll, we're going to do what we've been doing uh, the last two years. Um, we did like a part one and part two. So we'll do the same thing uh, this year for Starcade 87, which uh, Starcade 87 wasn't as good as the previous two. It definitely wasn't as good as 85, but uh, we'll have some fun with it anyway. So, Harper, you got anything else before we, um, you know, uh, hit the, what does Steve Austin say? Hit the go-home cue and ride off. Oh, the yeah. Sunset? Yeah. What you got? You going to plug anything? Nothing. All right. So we're going to get out of here. Harper, do me a favor. Hit that tagline so we can go home. Book it, bitch. Thanks, as always, for listening to all of our shows, the Thursday Night NWA Show, the Sunday Night Smoky Mountain Show, and whatever else we put up. And a special shout-out to the patrons out there who support this show. 
that make it possible each and every week, twice per week. And lastly, I want to give some thanks to all the Hall of Fame patrons out there for their Hall of Fame contributions. So thank you very much. So shout out to Everett Star, Mike Childry, K underscore Row 86, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Jeffrey, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn, at Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, the official BTT Research Department, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green III, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spyboy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller 39, J- Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman822, Marty Howe, T Hog94, Godbold Unreal. Thank you all for being Hall of Fame patrons. We greatly appreciate it. And before I get out of here, check out the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast with Mike Prue and his buddy JV as they break down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. I forget where they are exactly right now, but you can go into their archives and listen and go back and check out. I think they start in like 1996, and I believe they're up to 98 as of me recording this. So dive in and enjoy their new episodes. They release them on Wednesday mornings. They're available on most platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, and Google Play. And you can also find them on Twitter at BottomLineCast. That's all I have. Thanks again, everyone, for all of your support. We appreciate it. And I'm going to get out of here. Book it, bitch.